step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good evening. Welcome to In My Toolbox. My name is Enrico Pobre, your host. Welcome to uh, this weekly talk show that will help you learn on how to maximize and optimize your hard-earned money and be able to build a dependable future for you and your family. But always, guys, in any idea that will transpire in this show, always consult with your financial advisors, insurance professionals, and tax consultants. Okay? Please join this show or please join me every Thursday at 8 p.m. here at PHLV Radio. Um, we call this In My Toolbox. You can download the app on your smartphones or simply go to PHLV Radio in your Facebooks, uh, Facebook accounts. Um, also, we have this show in podcasts like Spotify and uh, iTunes so, and other, other platforms as well. Here we will look into our financial toolbox, financial strategies and processes on how to accumulate, preserve and protect and distribute our hard-earned money and assets. While we are so focused in looking for money, making money, adding more income, you have to learn and understand, guys, that you know you have to be educated as well in making money. On the three phases as well of making money, you have to understand it. You know that's what I just mentioned there: accumulate, preserve, and protect, and distribute these assets. You know you cannot just buy meat without knowing. The process of cooking. I don't know if that makes sense, right? So if you have some questions, ask them away on the chat box right now in front of you. Or if you are listening to the show on a later time, please feel free to connect with me via Facebook page of In My Toolbox or connect with me on Instagram at Enrico Pobre. That's a one word. Or on my LinkedIn account, just search Enrico Pobre. Uh, or email me at enrico.inmytoolbox at gmail.com. All right. So good evening again. My name is Enrico Pobre. Um, I'm a I'm sales marketing and trainer, an economist, an entrepreneur, and also a financial professional. So what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is a very, very important topic, you know. So I've been uh, um, thinking of what's the next topic of in my toolbox. So I've said, okay, let's just uh, talk about something that people probably are not really aware of. It may sound um, not important to most, but I'm telling you, this is critical to your financial foundation. So I have these awesome people who will def definitely help us give light to a seemingly complicated topic, but very important uh, to learn and understand. So people who's going to be helping me are good friends of mine. Let's just start off with Mr. Raul Texan, a veteran financial professional, 
that focuses on life insurance and annuity. He is the Director of State Planning and Trust Director of I4 Global. So welcome to the show, Mr. Raul. And also, Ms. Leslie Hale, the Vice President and Director of Operation of Heritage Living Trust. And um, Mr. Larry Baldwin, the founder, if I may use the godfather too, and Executive Director of Heritage Living Trust. Guys, welcome to In My Toolbox. Thank you for being here with us tonight. You might want to greet everybody, guys. So, <laughs> good evening, everybody. Yes, very good, very good. So, um, the one with Animal Lasal at the back—that's uh, Raul, and of course, uh, um, um, Larry and um, uh, Leslie over there. So, let's just dive down to our topic, friends. Okay, so um, we're going to be talking about estate planning and living trust tonight. So, the question here is. Why is it important to talk about this estate planning and, and living trust? Or probably, let me just tell you, a, uh, probably the first question we, we would want to, to, to come out of this conversation is, what if a person dies without a will? Because the reason why I'm going to use the word will, because everybody probably is, is, is used to, to hearing the word will. You know? So what if a person dies without a will? What happens, guys? Anybody can answer the question. Sorry. Uh, if a person dies, I'm sorry, I'll just jump right in. Yeah, yeah, please. Go ahead. If a person dies without a will, then it, their estate is guaranteed to go through a process called probate. Um, probate is, is a, technically, it's a process of getting their assets out of the deceased name and into the name of their beneficiaries. Now, there's so much more to the process of probate, but in a nutshell, that's what it is. Awesome. And Thank you so much for yeah. that, Leslie. Leslie, there's a word that I encountered. The word was intestate. What does intestate mean, guys? Intestate, yes. Larry, you want to you take that? Well, I just simply say that if you die intestate, it means you don't have even a scrap of paper indicating what you want to happen to your assets when you die. If that's the case, then it will automatically go into probate and probate the, the process of probate will write a will for you okay. and they will be the ones determining who gets your assets when they get them and how they get them and it's a long and very expensive process there you go now i'm scared now mr larry <laughs> we're just starting we're just starting the conversation with okay long and expensive two things that i don't enjoy right now right <laughs> you know i only have you know little time left <laughs> and then expenses or expensive that's okay okay i'm getting scared here but let's just uh, let's just talk about this one sir okay um, if you may allow me, Larry, uh, Leslie, and Raul, um, at some point in the conversation, I'll be putting some, you know, um, Tagalog into infusing Tagalog in my my uh, my, you know, in, in things that I would, would like to explain how things are. So, interstate guys, it just means that, Larry, I think I got it from you. You said that you know a person doesn't have any say who receives the assets. Right? So mga kaibigan, what Larry is trying to say, ang sinasabi niya rito, that these people, or when, when a person dies, wala ka nang pagkakataon para makapagsabi na kung kanino mapupunta ang iyong asset. So you don't have any say now who will receive the assets. Is that correct, Larry? Yes, that is correct. If you don't have a legal document prepared 
to say how your estate is to be handled, wow. then uh, it, you will be intestate. If you have a will, you're not intestate because you formed an instruction document as to how you want it settled. But a will, if I may say so, and I don't want to get too far into this without you prompting me, but if you have a will, you're really not in a very good position because a will is nothing more than instructions to the probate court as to how you want your uh, estate settled. Wow. And, uh, and of course, all of the expenses and, and uh, tie-ups of your assets apply even if you have a will. A will is not good. Okay. So don't have, don't try to name your son Will. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so it's not good. You know, so I, kita mo makibigan. I could not even pronounce intestate. Did I pronounce it correct? Intestate. Yes. Okay. You know, mahirap dito. Pronunciation palang malina, no? So intestate, ganon palang. So you don't have any say to whoever will receive your assets. So just going back to the the word probate. So we're talking about probate. So you said, Larry and um and and, and Leslie, that it's an expensive legal process which will determine who inherits what. Right, so that in, in in Tagalog, right, guys, ang ibig lang sabihin ng probate, it's going to be very expensive, masadong mahal ang 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 proseso nito para lang malaman sino ang makakakuha ng iyong estate. So the question here now, um, Leslie or Raul, anybody can answer this: How long and how much? You know, yun ang tanong, eh. How long and how much is going to uh, to, for for people uh, to undergo probate. Leslie, go ahead. Well, Raul hasn't spoken yet. You want to no, no, I was going to say good question. Uh, as a matter of fact, it depends on the, the location, the state, right? And also the size of the state. Okay. So, uh, basically, the average estate is about half a million, including everything. Um, that's, a, that's a low amount. So it goes anywhere from 5% to 10% of the state is going to be lost to probate. Wow. And depending on where you're that's located. The gross, the gross, yeah. gross value. Yeah, gross estate. Now, that's assuming the estate doesn't even increase in value. It's just okay. at half a million. So 5% of that, you already know it's 25000 And it takes anywhere from three to eight years. What? Not to, yeah, three to eight years, not to mention during that time, the beneficiaries cannot do anything with the assets. They cannot sell the home. They cannot rent it. They cannot do anything but wait through the process of probate. It's public record. It's time-consuming, and it's aggravating, wow. to say the least. Oh, well, yeah. okay, now... Now I'm I'm the second level of being scared again. Okay, let me just put it this way. Okay, <laughs> my 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 anxiety is just going up like this, guys. Okay, let's just do this. So now, just what we how we started the conversation. So if a person dies without a uh, uh, what do you call this the the, the living trust. trust that we're yeah. talking yeah. about, right? You know, their estate will undergo probate. Did I say it right? Okay, very good. So now when they undergo probate, so husband and wife, the husband dies. Ngayon, ang mangyayari, when the husband dies, the spouse cannot just say, hey, this is my property too, you know? So is that the case, uh, Larry? Is that what it is? Because the probate court will get all the assets. They will freeze the asset, right? Generally, assets are owned by both the husband and the wife ah, okay. in a marriage. Yes, that's right. And so, and so 
if one of the individuals dies, it's very likely that the entire estate will be locked up in probate if they have a will or if they're intestate and they have nothing. All right. So uh, it, it can still tie up a lot of things. We've seen cases where individuals had a lot of stock, for example, wow. and uh, they were in probate and the stock started taking a nosedive in value and the, uh, and, the, and the client could not even take their stock out of probate in order to try to save it. They had wow. valuable stock that diminished to practically nothing during the probate process. And like you said, uh, probate can take three to actually three to five years to complete. Wow. And it is a nightmare. If you've wow. ever talked to anyone that's had to go through that on behalf of their parents or their spouse, they will admit that they'd rather go to hell than have to deal with probate. Wow, can you imagine that? You know, I remember uh, Larry and Leslie and, uh, and Raul. You know, I, um, I was driving in Pahrump, and, um, you know, I was running 40, and then uh, it's out on a 35. So what, what happened, of course, you already know, pulled me over, police pulled me over. And in that area, you have to go to the court, you know, when they, when they, when they give you a ticket, okay? So I went to the court. I didn't like the feeling. Can you imagine that? And I'm just talking about a car, a moving violation. Yeah. And now I'm talking about probate, all my assets. Oh, my God, it's all in the court and I can do anything about it. That's yeah. really a nightmare, guys. You know, so that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in opposition. You feel pretty helpless. Uh, no. You feel pretty helpless. Assets can be frozen so quickly that um, sometimes families can't even get enough money to pay for the funeral. You know, wow. I mean, that's really how quickly they can be frozen. And the way so, the way it sounds, Leslie, is that, you know, um, it doesn't matter what your situation is. Once it's in probate court, it doesn't matter. It just has to go through the process, right? Yeah, completely out of your control. So It's it, locked it, up. It's locked yeah. up, right? So yeah. now you were saying, let's just do a, just a recap about the probate. So now if you have a million dollars of an asset, you die. Now the probate court will hold this assets, you know, ABC assets. And then even the wife or whoever would like to claim on it, no, it's being it's it's a hold, right? By by the probate um, court. Now it would take about three to five years if I heard it right. And then the the expenses is five to ten percent of your gross asset. Did I say it right? Gross yes, value of this. Gross state. value. Yeah. Keep, wow. Yeah, keep that keep that in mind. It's gross asset. You don't get to subtract the liabilities wow they value your estate based upon its market value wow so yeah. if your total estate is a million dollars so more likely about fifty to hundred thousand dollars the probate court is going to get out of your state is that what you're saying easy well generally you know the difference between gross and net you know your your net assets are your basic assets minus uh any debt all right, so it's like equity in your home. If you have a half a million dollar home and you have it almost paid off, they don't care. Wow. They will take the full five hundred thousand dollars of the value of your home is what is the value that goes into probate. Well, and I mean, I, I'm sorry, Larry, to interrupt you, but I, I mean, I like to look at it a little bit differently. May I? I'm sorry. Of course. <laughs> Just like if you only have 
$100,000 of equity in your home, but your home is worth $500,000. There they, you go. They calculate the probate costs based on the $500,000. Wow. So, I mean, if you only have a little bit of equity, they're, they're going to base their fees on the full value. So you're, you're really getting, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say the word, but yeah. you're, you know. <laughs> you mean the short end of the stick, right? That's what you're getting. Uh, See, put, Raul put, knew. Politically correct. <laughs> politically correct statement. Wow. And um, that's crazy. And terrible. By the way, guys. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what the attorneys base their, their fees on. And right. the attorneys get paid first at, at probate settlement. Yeah. They get paid first, and the family gets what's left. Wow. I, I'm doing the math already my, at the back of my head, and I just, you know, look at this, guys. You know, especially for Filipinos, you know, we can, we come over here in the um, United States of America. You know, we, we, we build our dream here. Thank you for the opportunity, you know. And then um, we start building it. Especially for the Filipinos who just came here, they need to know this. You know, again, it's just it's not just buying the meat. You also need to to know how to cook it. You know, it means yeah. that it's not just the earnings. You know how to what to accumulate it, to preserve it. You know, and distribute. You know, all of these processes. And talking about living trust is something that is very important to talk about and learn and put it into your financial processes, you know? So mm -hmm. we were talking about how much is if I 5 to 10% of your total gross value of your estate, you know, if yes. that's a million, there's a fifty to $100,000, just like what Roel said, easy. Who is willing to give that amount of money, your hard-earned money, and just because you didn't do the process correctly, not having a living trust, and it just go bye-bye? I don't think true. anybody. I don't think anybody would be if exactly. they knew. And, you know, if they knew that that is what they would be facing. And I'm, and that's really scary. And the second thing too, that's money part. The second part is how long? Three to five years of anxiety, disturbance. You know. Oh my God, it's really a hell. You you are correct there. What who who said that? I would rather go to hell than go to probate process. <laughs> yeah, that was that was me. <laughs> but, I, but I do want to make one one point here that's relevant to what you guys are engaged in doing, and that is your representatives, your professionals who are out there talking to clients, bear a certain moral obligation to let people know, let their clients know what's happening. If all they're doing is telling them about how they can make a lot of money in investments and things of that sort, and they're not touching on this fact, then what they're doing is they're failing their client by not letting them know wow. that this, this, this situation is waiting. I love that. I love that, Sir Larry. Yeah. That is so true. You see, the... Uh, we talk about fiduciary relationships and all this, all the, all of this stuff, right? So, you as professional or financial professionals out there, while you're so focused on telling them how to make money, grow their money, accumulate money, etc., but if you don't teach them on how to protect this, that's a so that's a, a responsibility as well. You have to mention this, not just by yeah. growing it. That's very good. I love you're, it. Yeah, you're failing your client. You're if you failing don't. them. 
I'm gonna use. Can I, I'm can I add something that. to that, if you don't mind? Yeah, go ahead, sir. Yeah, go ahead, Ray. Okay. Well, we 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 move from the topic a little bit. You know, let's talk about psychology of people, right? Because as human beings, we tend to run away from pain and run towards pleasure. That's human nature. <laughs> That's right, right too. Uh, there's exception, of course. So as this relates to what Larry, Leslie, and you, Enrico, and I are trying to communicate here is people actually will not really put a, 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 a dollar amount on two things. Number one is peace of mind. And number two is control. The reason why we do things the way we do things is because we want both. Yeah. Right. We don't want people telling us what to do. We live in the United States, which is the greatest country in the world, thank God. And we, we want to have peace of mind. Unfortunately, we're seeing the reverse going on in Europe, right? Everybody knows what's going on there. That's why people are willing to die for having peace of mind. That, hey, I can live free, home of the brave, land of the free. So what we're doing here is basically we're trying to, like you were saying, Enrico, not just for Filipinos, but everybody who um, work hard, and that's almost everybody for the assets, to conserve, preserve so that you can have a legacy when you're no longer here. That's basically what we're trying to do here. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that insight, uh, um, Raul. That's very important to, to, to understand, too. You know, um, That's the how human behavior really behaves. Um, now, in particular to what we're talking about, on, on making money and, and, and understanding how to preserve it and etc. right? So yes. let's just talk about this one. We've been talking about living trust and living will. Um, you know, I just want people to understand uh, what's the difference between that? Because I've been hearing two things here, living trust and living will. What's the difference? Is there a difference between the two? Yes, there is. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll take this one. Go ahead, Go ahead. Leslie. Yep. A, living, a living trust is, is, uh, is the, the package that we, that we prepare and that we, um, it's our product. Um, it is the, uh, the vehicle. It's like the will, but it, it avoids probate. So it's the vehicle through which you leave all that you have and that you've created and, and um, acquired through, through your life. You leave that to your heirs and your loved ones, <clears throat> excuse me, upon your death. That's a living trust. A living will is, ju is just a document. We actually include it in our living trust package. Okay, there you go. But, but, but it's a document um, that is, we call it the die with dignity document. And what that is, is that it says um, uh, if, if, Two doctors' opinions say that you're um, brain dead or um, Ill. beyond, just beyond, you know, you're so ill, you're not ever going to, you know, come back to. Um, you're in a coma or something. You're, like you know, yeah. in a coma. Permanently ill. So, so, yeah, permanently ill um, that you that you will allow them to pull the plug. So it's like that final end of life decision that you that's make. Where, yep. um, yeah. So that's what a living will is. It's where you make that decision about them pulling the plug. I don't know if, if you all remember the Terry Schiavo case yes. that happened a while back where her, uh, her parents and her husband yes. were fighting over whether to pull the plug or not. And she for 20 years was in this state, this like vegetative state. And it was because she didn't have a living will in place 
if she had had a living will in place, then the chief would have made that decision and they wouldn't have been able to fight over over this. And um, she could have, you know, ended her life peacefully and there you so, go. Peace of mind, right? Very, exactly. Yes. No, yeah. Very important document. Yeah. Or peace, or peace, yeah. Yeah, or peace right. of dying. <laughs> that's actually yeah. true. The peace of dying. Peace of right. mind or peace of your estate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, now, um, the, the living will also allows you to, or at least the living will that we provide allows you to determine specific things that have to do with the end of your life. For instance, if you're in irretrievable coma, there's no chance of you ever regaining consciousness. Mm -hmm. And the family says, let's pull the plug. The doctors will not pull the plug unless you have a living will. Right. All right. And of course, then with our living will, you can you can determine whether or not you want blood transfusion or pain medication. And there's quite a long list of things that you can choose in regard to the last days of your life yeah. and, and the process of passing on to the other side. Yeah. And a um, lot of people, you know, don't want to be kept alive if they're severely ill uh, or, or have Alzheimer's or something like that. Yeah. Prior to them losing their uh, mental faculties, yeah. mm -hmm. they can determine through this document how they want the end of their life to go. And it gives the doctors at a certain point that they determine the, the, the permission to pull the plug and let them go peacefully. Wow. Hence control. There you go. Yes. Control, control again, right? Exactly. Control of your own you know, life. That's you know, right. You know, the, yeah. uh, you know when, uh, just trying to, uh, to understand this one, living trust versus trust, living will and will. Is there a difference? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I know. You see, I know. you know, um, those are those are those are things that's that that complicates people who are recipient of all of these verbiages, right? So, yeah. uh, living trust and trust. What's the difference between living trust and trust? Of course, without the word living. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say, what's the difference between the two? Living trust and a trust. You well, there's all kinds of different trusts. So, oh, okay. Yeah, there's just all kinds of trusts. So. Oh, yeah. What speaking about different type of, of of kinds of trust? There's what you call irrevocable and revocable trust. Mm -hmm. So, uh, can we can or irrevocable. Or, irrevocable or irrevocable? There you go. So, yeah. Anybody can talk about that. What's the difference between irrevocable and revocable trust? Leslie, <laughs> I've been talking too much. Larry, you want to no. do that? Oh, come on. Okay. I, well, I, I will, or uh, I will number one, because uh, you need to throw that into the mix there. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I uh, 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 will. We know what that will do. It automatically. It's. It only has to do with your dying. After you die is when the will kicks in. Okay. A living trust is a trust that protects you, your assets, and your wishes about your estate. Okay prior to your death because there are powers of attorney there's guardianship for your children if you have younger children there's conservatorship all of these things are part of a comprehensive living, living trust. trust so there are a lot of living issues that have to do with the living trust an irrevocable trust is a trust that's formed where you want to eliminate all control from yourself in other words you want to put money in a trust and then you can't change it, you can't cash it out, you can't terminate it, 
you can't do anything. Once it's set in motion, it's under the control of a trustee, which has to be another person. And it's there, for example, perhaps to uh, to take care of maybe a, a, a educational fund for your children. You don't want to be able in a hard time to go in there and take that money to pay your mortgage. Wow. You want that to okay. be absolutely unchangeable. I don't okay. like irrevocable... We do a life insurance, an irrevocable life insurance trust, for example. As well. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Oh, I'm perspiring here. I know. <laughs> you know, I'm perspiring here. There's a lot of terminologies on, on this one. But yeah, thank you for, for giving us this. <laughs> but I just said it's soccer to perspire as long as you don't smell like fish sauce. <laughs> <laughs> my god it, this is crazy guys but you yeah. see that's the reason why people you know because of the complication um and then the terminologies here you know probably that's one of the reasons why people don't want to even take a look at what this living trust and wills are but i'm gonna tell you guys you know even though it sounds so you know the jargons is just so so scary at times when you listen to it and then, um, and the the most the, the the easiest way to understand it only is it's expensive and it takes a long time. You don't want to even talk about it anymore, right? So, right. <laughs> but, but what you don't need to do, as representatives, you don't need to become trust attorney. You don't need to to, yeah. to educate your client on every legal aspect. That's right. Like we're talking about today, you know that everything about a living there's no downside to a living trust. Everything about a living trust is good for your client. Yes. So, you know, only the most inquisitive client is going to want to know all of the details uh, that we're talking about. Technical aspects. And of course, there are ways that your that your representatives, uh, you know, and your associates can can dig deeper into this knowledge if they really want to know it. Yeah. But I don't recommend that they become as detailed with the client as we're being today on on this show because okay. all it would tend to do is confuse people do not buy something they do not understand all right, right. So, I'm, I'm with you on that larry definitely yeah you know so uh, you need to be talking you need to be talking uh not about the legal details but about what they mean to the client awesome. all right I, and, and and in that case you keep it as simple as you can and still get the point across and if you do that then the client is going to say Wow! Yeah, I okay. I need that. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's why I say people buy trusts. You don't sell them. What you do is you give them information that they can digest quickly, and they can say, "Yes, I'm glad I found that out. I really need to do this." Perfect, perfect. You know, I uh, thank you so much for that clarification, Larry. Um, just before we move forward, guys, I would just like to uh, to say that we're gonna have a quick break first. You know, so uh, and I'm actually just uh, going to 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 put some some good questions here from the audiences, and I'm going to be throwing it to you guys. Okay, so uh, mock up, don't go away. We'll be back in a few. Thank you so much.
All right, we're back again. Um, for those people who just tuned in, my name again is Enrico Pobre, and uh, welcome to my In My Toolbox talk show. You know, so uh, we're talking about living trust, and we're talking about, you know, part of it, uh, state planning. Um, we have our guest, of course, Raul is here of I4 Global, Leslie, and um, Larry is from Heritage Living Trust. So um, we're just talking, we're just having a good conversation here, mga kapatid. Magandang aming mga balitaktaka dito, may konting tawanan, you know. Because the, the reason why we have to, to have a little bit fun of this, uh, this talk today, or the topic today, is because the Living Trust in, uh, or, or estate planning is not easy to grasp. But I'm telling everybody, the reason why we're talking about this, this, uh, this, this topic today is because it's the most important part that you need to understand why, uh, the, and you need to also have while you are building your assets, you know. So, um, so welcome back again, guys, to, uh, to the show. Um, so let's just dive down to the second part of the topic. Um, what, uh, I mean, uh, Raul, who needs a trust? Sino may kailangan itong trust na to? Oh, sorry. Um, you're on mute, uh, Raul. I'm so sorry about that. I'm on mute? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Because basically, uh, in answer to your question, you know, depends again on where you live. And in most states, what triggers uh, trust is an estate value of 100000 Okay. I, I've been told, like, if you live in Georgia, anything over a dollar triggers trust. What? So you can tell the, the people there in, in that state they need their, their money right away. But in general... Uh, California, where I live, it's $160,000 worth of assets. They just increased that. And I think in Nevada, where you are right now, uh, Enrico, it's 100000 Okay, so what you're trying to say, everybody who has an asset, I mean, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a dollar amount of assets, yeah. anybody who, is, who has over $100,000 worth of assets here in Nevada, you know, because this is a case-to-case -case basis, depends on what state, um, it's going to be subject to probate. Go ahead, Larry. You want to say something? No, I, I, I don't mean to jump in. I just no, want to sir. interject that there's such a thing as creeping assets. Oh, so, all right. So your, your assets are going to be worth a lot more in five or ten years than they are today. That's right. right. You, you know, look at how fast the value of homes is accelerating. And the the fact that you're investing and your investments are going to grow. So you might be under that um, limit, you know, to begin with or be okay. close to it. But in five years, you may be way above it. Oh, that's what you call creeping assets, right? So probably at this stage, it's not even $100,000, but five years right now, uh, the value is going to be more than $100,000. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying, you know, right now, when you set up your trust, first of all, you want a trust to say how you want your assets to be distributed. It yeah. has some of the same benefits of a will. Who gets your stuff and, and when do they get it and all that sort of thing. That's right. Sort of thing. Yeah. You know, most people do that with a will and when they and they can do that with a trust. But if you only have 100,000 of assets today and you have a home in five years, you could be worth a quarter of a million. That makes sense. And, that makes sense. And that's ha and that happens without you maybe really being aware of it. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you're inside the probate envelope, and uh, it's a surprise when you die. That's right. 
So I, that's I, I, interesting, Larry. All that, all the while, I thought creeping assets were assets that are waiting to creep into my estate, which I haven't gotten yet. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the kind of assets you want. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay, let let's talk about um, Larry and um, and Leslie here. Um, who is Heritage Living Trust? The best. I know Leslie. Who are we? <laughs> the best, right? <laughs> We are the best. We are, uh, well, we're a document preparation and publishing firm, um, estate planning, and um, we have been in business now. We're in our 33rd year, and we are A-plus members of the Better Business Bureau without a single client complaint ever. Wow, impressive. Very, very proud of our reputation. We have about 1,500 contracted agents all around the country. Okay. So we're, you know, we're widely known and um, uh, we have, I, you know, we feel the finest product out there. You just won't find a finer product out there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's... that's yeah, we do. Basically, <laughs> basically we do. If I can jump in. Go I'm ahead. I'm jumping in today, all right. We do want, we do really one thing, and we feel that we do it better than anyone else, and that is we 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 do living trusts for clients who need the kind of protection that that provides, and we do not sell insurance annuities. Uh, our company is devoted solely and completely to creating protections for your assets and establishing these safety measures for your estate. Perfect. That's what we do. Awesome. I love that, you know. And um, I think um, uh, the director of IFER Global for uh, for for Heritage Living Trust, um, Raul, um, let, them, let them know how they, they can get in touch with you for, for more information about this one. Well, basically, you can either uh, send an email. I can post that here on the chat. Well, is that okay? Or you can access that through Enrico. Uh, and then basically, uh, I'll put my contact information there and we can do virtual meeting like we're doing today. Yes. Or we can answer questions on the phone, whatever is comfort, comfortable. And, um, if I may add also to what Leslie and, and Larry were saying, they're so modest about that is <laughs> in my opinion, I've been in the industry for 30 years. This is the best value. Okay. For your money. What, what what heritage will provide to the people because again make a long story short if we're just talking about the trust right which the average estate of five hundred thousand five percent being lost lost to probate is twenty five thousand right just to just to trust so a fraction of that is what the investment is and that's not even including all the other documents that you were talking about, which is the powers of attorney, the living will, California, I mean, the directive here in California, uh, what is this conservatorship for children, things of that nature. When you add that up, it's easy. You can get that at $5,000 or upwards. Ours is just a fraction. So it's the best value, really. And like you said, there's no wonder, Leslie, they haven't had a complaint in 30 years. <laughs> that probably is the reason why, right? Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of value that they get out of you guys. That's very good. You know, in fact, I love working with companies like that, you know, that they, they, they put the, the, the clients first. You know, very good. I we actually love that. Part of what we do, 
what part of what we do adds great value, and that is that we offer free. Maybe you were going to cover that, but along with our trust, we offer free ongoing uh, consultation. You can reach us when you when you get one of our trusts. You can reach us so that we can help you answer your questions and so forth. And we all that's for the life of the trust. And then we also do free changes, amendments in the trust. I love free. Larry, I tell you, I love free stuff. I know. So. Everybody loves free. And I just, we don't know anybody else who does that. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's just all part of our service. We include deeds at no charge, and we um, include unlimited funding letters. And, I mean, there's just a whole lot of complimentary work that we do. And um, I just, we don't know anybody else who does that. Perfect. Yeah. I um I love the uh the uh the the very open uh, conversation here about your company guys but thank you so much. <laughs> okay. So uh, just moving right, forward. We'll <laughs> <laughs> moving forward, okay. So guys, what I'm trying to to look at here is that, you know, probate the only way to avoid probate as I'm, you know, looking at the conversation <laughs> today, the, the the only way to avoid avoid probate is to have a living trust. Correct. Correct. Perfect. So there you go, guys. So uh, that's just what we're talking about today. You know, um, para hindi po kayo mahirapan, you know, pag minangyari sa inyo, naayos nyo na lahat ng yung dapat ayusin, uh, pag nawala kayo sa mundong ito, itong probate, uh, I mean, the living trust is going to be the one who's going to be speaking in your behalf, right? So that's exactly how it is. So let's start, just, let's just, uh, before we, uh, we, we end the show, I would want to go over a little bit of what's in the living trust, you know? Let's just, uh, let's just talk about what's inside the trust. Because the trust, uh, like Leslie was saying, it's a book. It's a binder, you know? Mm-hmm. That what's inside the binder are different tabs, right? There are different tabs ah, inside the yeah. binder. Absolutely. You know, probably we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start on the first part of, the, the, of the, the, the living trust, the abstract of a trust. What is the abstract of a trust, Larry? Well, an abstract of trust is a simplified and condensed version of the trust, naming the principles of the trust and the people who are in charge of the trust. So in short, this is the summary. This is a summary of the whole trust? It's it's basically a summary. Okay. In the process where someone that you're doing business with may want to see a copy of the trust, it's a private document. You don't need to show them the The whole whole thing, thing, right? Okay, very good. Yeah. Yeah, we put the abstract or the certificate of trust in the very beginning and that's only six or seven pages okay. and it fulfills that requirement okay very good. so that's the first part of the trust the second part of the trust is what you call the living trust document which is by what you're saying that's the the full version of the living trust right that is the yeah go ahead leslie yeah that is actually the living trust the, the legal document that has all of the articles and the um provisions and um, that's the one document that actually tells um, how you want your your estate divided and distributed ah, okay. on your death. So very good. Yeah. So the that's where the, uh, the 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 wishes of the of the the person is going to be putting in, and then that's also the right. place where you put your beneficiaries and any yes. specific instructions that you would want to happen. Right. That's, that's it. where it is. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Mm-hmm. So now. There's this, um, uh, probably you can help me with this one, Raul. There's what you sure. call trustee 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what does a trustee mean? What, what, what is that? Ano ibig okay. sabihin ng trustee? Ano ba meron dyan? It, um, basically, it's legal terms that we use, right? Okay. But the person in charge. Okay. Trustee Normally, is the person in the, charge. Yeah, the people that create the trust, they go by trustor, trustee, right? Settler. Right? Yes. Okay. And so the then trustee, the people that come in behind them, okay. they succeed them, right? They succeed them. So they are naturally called successor trustee. Oh, so okay. Su- there you go. Successor trustees, they come in to the play of the picture, right? When the trustees are no longer available, they're they're gone, they're dead, right? Oh, so this they're is what in, in succession. So there's in a succession. trustee. So when the trustee dies, there's somebody who's going to succeed it. Right. Hence, we go back to our premises of doing things based that will give us peace of mind and control. Okay. Right. While we are alive, we want to take control and we want to know we have peace of mind that we are in control. Okay. That's why it's a revocable. Okay. So, term revocable. since you mentioned that revocable, um, um, Raul, when you open a revocable living trust, did I say it right? Revocable yes. living trust? Now, Correct. when the person dies, Will it still be revocable? Or it will no automatically be an irrevocable. That's right. It will automatically be an irrevocable. Because oh, now, okay. remember the people that are going to come in, the successful trustees, they have to follow to the letter the wishes of the trust. Yes. Okay. Course, yeah. And it's now subject to implementation instead of subject to interpretation. You know what? That's a, that's a very good uh, idea to to you to impart to everybody, you know, especially our listeners and viewers, the the importance of knowing all of these verbiages, you know. Um, uh, since, since since you know, in, when I was growing up, Larry, Leslie, and Raul, you know, I believe in Santa Claus. Okay. What? There's no Santa Claus? Yeah, I don't know. Right? This is the reason why. I think oh my he, God. I think I think he needs to have this uh, uh, this uh, this uh, trust that he has to sign because uh, yeah. you know when I when I put my wishes there, he has to follow it. You know. Yeah. Well, I still believe I still believe in Santa Claus, but uh, you know, the, 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 I, I just want to say that the person who forms the trust. Okay. Is usually 99% of the times is the trustee. Yes. By forming a living trust, you do not give up any incidence of control over the assets that you put in it. Mm. You're still in charge. You still can take assets in and out of the trust if you need to. So you're in total control as the trustee. Perfect. Okay, that's good to know, you know, because again, that's what Raul was saying. This is all about control. Okay, let's talk about schedules of trust. This is another tab on the uh, on the book, you know, schedules of trust. Trust. So, so this is where you list all your assets and what you want in your trust. So, how does it work again? Schedules of trust. Yeah. The schedule section is um, it, it's a sort of an inventory of your assets, and okay. it's a real good idea to. Um, to go to that section as soon as you get your trust and just do a quick inventory, write everything down. Oh, you can and write it by your handwritten. So there's a page there hand, that you can write. Okay. Do a quick jot of all your assets. Okay. And the reason that that's a good idea is because um, it's all listed there um, before you're able to get it all notarized and everything. Mm-hmm. It just it shows your legal intent to have all those assets in your trust. So, so 
what are the things? What are the items that you can put into that uh, into that section? You know, uh, like uh, furniture yeah, or my, my home, car, my home. Uh, okay. My home stocks, my you know bank accounts. Just oh, start okay. listing your titled assets. You know, mm-hmm. um, that would be for titled assets, not so much for personal property, but. Any, any of your titled assets. Watch my gold jewelries, etc. You can put it there. Yeah. That, Don't put your credit card. Speaking about that right. speaking about well, what you just said there, Larry. Can can you can you can you put your debts in living trust? No, never put your debt. Don't put your credit cards. Don't put your debt in there. You know, look at your look at your trust like a safe lock box. For all of your good assets. Okay. All right. That's what you want to put in your trust. <laughs> including the creeping ones, right? The creeping ones, including, too? <laughs> including all the ones that are going to creep. Oh, well. You know, I, you know, there's nothing wrong to ask that question, right? I just thought that I can do away with that. Okay. The funding part. That's another tab of the, the living trust, the funding part. You know, so this is where you, you transfer your assets into the living trust. So a while ago, uh, the, the schedule of trust, these are just what? The, the personal a- personal assets? Or and then the funding is where you know house uh, homes is, is that where it is? What do you put in funding? Uh, what's what tab is that? The fund uh, is this the funding uh, the instructions? Funding instruction tab is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. It, it it basically just the word funding is you know fancy word for saying recording. Oh, recording. You see, okay. because again, transferring. Yeah. Transferring. So here's the best analogy: you buy a state of the art safe that's fingerprint. Uh, recognizable or your biometric yeah. biometric you put all the nice valuables in the safe, safe but you forget to lock it <laughs> so it's still subject yeah, to people yeah. stealing it so in, yeah. in, in as this relates to the estate planning if you don't fund or transfer the assets into your living trust yes then you yes. still subject yourself to probate Ah. See, so we, uh, as a service, especially in, in Nevada, as a service, because majority of our activities there, we actually see to it, if we can, we accompany the uh, client to the county recorder's office because it's an experience they'll never forget. Yes, it gives them that peace of mind knowing, look, man, I'm done. I'm almost like you're bulletproof. Yeah. From, yeah. and you are from probate. That's right. Yeah. You have to. You yeah. have to give them. You have to give emphasis. To the fact that you need to put your assets into the trust. Right. Just forming a trust and leaving your assets out of it is not going to help you much. It's just going to be a fancy will. Exactly. You, you have to put your assets into the trust. We use that word funding, uh, which most people don't know what that means until we explain <laughs> it. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we like the complexities of our business. I know, so we right? use those fancy terms. That's you right. know, but it's a transfer of your asset into the name of the trust when you do that then like he just said your asset is safe if you leave assets out of the trust and they add up to more than the minimum for probate then those assets that are out of the trust will go through probate even though you have a living trust wow It's, it's only the assets that you took the time to put into the trust We'll so funding protected. is the one of the most important things you do so, when you form a living trust. So if I have a house and lot, if I hope I understood this, guys, um, are right. So if I if I have a house and lot right now, I have to go to the assessor's office. Is that right, Raul? And then have that that uh, that that house and lot be recorded 
that the living trust now is the one who owns it. Is that right? Yeah, most of the time it's done through mail. I recommend people, okay. you know, spend the extra, make the extra investment and send it by priority okay. because now it's trackable. You have a, a rec record, but in most cases, you don't even have to. The USPS is pretty efficient, right? That's right. So most of the time you just mail the documents called the grant deed or the quit claim deed that's transferring or refunding the title from the name of the individual or the individuals into the name of the There you trust. go. There, there you go. go. That's, that's a notarized Perfect. document. It's a legal document. Okay. And once it's recorded, and the reason why I use Clark County, because they're very efficient there, mm -hmm. quick. I mean, you can do that same day. You can walk in and then wait and it's, re it's recorded. Los Angeles County, I wish, you know, you couldn't do that. So we have no option but to mail it. Very good. So, ang, ang, so, you know, mga, kap, mga kapatid, you know, ang ibig lang sabihin ni Raul sa kanila, Larry, kanina doon, pag may property ka, kahit meron kang trust, kailangan mong pumunta sa assessor's office na ipapangalan mo ang property mo sa trust na. So, yun yung tinatawag nilang funding or recording. You are transferring the asset to the living trust. That's, so, that's what it means. Very good. Well, well, look at this one. You uh, Just what, what you just said there, um, Larry, about the complexities of the industry, you know. Uh, so, there's a lot of verbiages here that we would want to understand too. We're almost done in the show, but just before we, we do that, I would want to understand this one. Durable power of attorney. Of for for assets, durable power of attorney for healthcare. First question first: What does durable means? Legal. Well, it, it, a power of attorney, a, no, a normal power of attorney is void at your death. So you ah. may have a, you you may have a power of attorney, but if when you die, that power of attorney. Is no longer any good. Exactly. Because the power of attorney. Yeah. It, it, what it does is it while you're still living, an individual to act on your behalf. In if you can't act on your own behalf, that person is appointed to act on your behalf. Uh, for example, in uh, so durable means that it's good after you die. The there you go. All you right. Okay. So um so. If you only have a power of attorney, that document will no longer be efficient or will no longer take place once a person dies. That's okay? correct. So the durable power of attorney means that even you die, that 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 legal document is still will be uh, what do you call this? What's the word? Workable or it's still honored? Be well, honored? It, it, it's still in force, and it, in force. Still, there you go. It could still mm -hmm. be used by the person who's been named. Perfect. But I will. Yeah. Right. So uh, that can be very helpful in things like. Banking. I like this one. I, and I, I need to understand this one too, Sir Larry. So, mga kapatid, so ang ibig sabihin ng power of attorney is also is is uh, pag meron kang power of attorney pag namatay ka na. Hindi na pwede mangyaring wishes mo sa power of attorney na yun, ano? Pero if it's exactly. durable power of attorney, when you die, it will still be enforced. I like the way you said it there, um, Larry. You understand Tagalog. I love it. <laughs> okay. So, so this now goes to your assets, which is actually your business as well. And this can also be part of your health care. You see, guys, um, there's a lot of more things that um, that's in the, the tab. Another tab there talks about 
the the living will or declaration of healthcare. I think um, um, Leslie mentioned about that a little while ago. We know I when, know. yeah, yeah, we we have that already. Very good. And I have another terminology here, guys. Poor over will. Yeah, oh. we got some background noise. Yeah, okay. we got. The phone here rang, but I. Don't know <laughs> oh, no, no, it's not. It wasn't that. It was some. Somebody was talking. Okay. Poor, All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. The up. next. The next tab is pour over will. What does it mean? Pour over will. Yes. Oh, okay. That's a document that. Um, uh, and that's a really good document in case uh, there is something that is um, inadvertently left outside of the trust. That document sort of catches that that asset and um though that uh asset may have to go through probate it just depends but it directs that that asset to the trust okay um to be then distributed according to the terms of the trust okay so anything so, anything that is not listed into the uh, the trust when the person dies and then um uh, the property it's poured over to the trust. Is that exactly. what it means? Okay. So let's say let's say the person um, you know bought a piece of property and then and then right after that they passed you know before before being able to you know fund it into the trust something like that they just okay. weren't able to get it into the trust um, so that piece of property um, the pour over will will allow that property to um, you know poured over. Transfer or, yeah. or over into the That's trust, right. yeah. okay. so it that it can't. will, so so that it will be um, distributed according to the terms of the trust. Okay. Yeah, Very it good. won't bypass the trust. It means right. that after it gets out of probate, it will automatically be poured into the trust, and the trust will say who gets it. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. You know. So uh, see, there's a lot of things here. Actually, there's another tab of the the, the living trust. You know. So there's a. Uh, Appointment of guardian for minor children. That's another tab. This is applicable if they have a minor, um, you know, in, in, in the family, right? So I think um, this is going to be uh, understandable who is going to be taking care of the minor in term, in cases, you know, what's, what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, it doesn't apply to your grown children. Yes. Uh, you would, uh, it's, only, it's, only, it's only free. That's only for your minor children. <laughs> you know, I, I also love this tab, guys. The next tab, this is something that I uh, was looking at as well. Separate property agreement. So this, this is going to be, this is a document that legally defined property between spouses. So you can actually name the property. Oh, this is my property. That's your property. You know, is that how it works? This uh, separate property agreements? Yes, because uh, in some cases, right, I'm sure Larry and Destiny would agree. Some cases where you have blended relationships oh. or the spouse had a previous relationship, they have assets there and they have children there more importantly. And, and same thing with the spouse, previous ma uh, um, marriage. So when they come together, you're going to have the assets of the husband, as assets of the wife and joint. This is done so that you don't disinherit somebody accidentally. Yeah. So you have a schedule, right? Is that right, Leslie? Then you have a schedule for the husband scheduled for the wife and then oh, those are common. separate schedules okay yeah just if they want to if they want to keep that property separate yes that allows them to do that if something they brought to the marriage was that's it 
yeah, acquired before they got married. Yeah. If you want to keep it that way, then that uh, that document allows them to do that. Wow. So the, yeah. wife, the wife, if it, if it was the husband's and he brought it to the marriage, the wife right. would have to sign her sign her right away. You know, oh. sign her rights. Okay. So I think yes. I have to do that with my trust right now. You know, I tell my wife, okay, this is mine and that's yours, okay? <laughs> but, 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 but sometimes wives, they have their ways, right? What is yours is mine and what is mine is mine. I don't know what? living... <laughs> Yeah, Enrico, you get, to keep all, you get to keep all your creepy assets. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> the creepy ones, is, uh, you know, are left to me. She doesn't want that. <laughs> and of course, another part of the, uh, the, the the living trust would be the uh, the last instruction to the family. Although I know this is not a legal document, but I think this is the uh, uh, this is the love notes to the family. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes those notes maybe are not so lovable. You can say your, it, right? It's your last chance to tell your kids what you think of them. Oh my you God, know? you can put and, it there, right? Yeah, or or to tell them how much you love them and appreciate them. It's 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 sort of a private document that's to be read only by those you address it to. It gives you a chance to express yourself. Uh, you know, to your children primarily. Yeah, Enrico Pobre, my son, you're the handsomest of all the four siblings, etc. He can put it there, right? Yeah, yeah. You can say anything you want. You oh can tell my him to take God. a long walk on a short beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I know those are those are the documents inside a living trust, and um, I, I I'm actually going to take this chance to 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 really tell you Heritage Living Trust that how you present your living trust is really amazing, you know. So um, I would I would encourage you know everybody to to look at their website heritagelivingtrust.com. You would see how they do their business. They've been in the business for 33 years, like what you said, Leslie. It's um, a plus um, uh, ranking as the the business, a better business bureau, the the BBB. You know, and uh, congratulations for that achievement. And uh, what's actually so great about that? No one ever complained to all the works you've done. It's not that you don't have any clients, but you know. (laughs) 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 Okay, guys, um, let me just ask you this. Um, Lawyers, you know, because I know you guys are all in the 49 states except for, um, what do you call it? Louisiana. But my question here is, can any lawyer do whatever you guys are doing? Well, any lawyer can form a living trust, but there's quite a difference oftentimes okay. in what you receive. Yeah. When you, we, we've seen all types of things. Uh, not too long ago, we had a client come in who were mad at their attorney who had, who had prepared a trust for them. And it was 25 pages in a manila envelope, and they were charged $5,000 for it. Oh, wow. We... Yeah, we go the extra mile in giving, uh, well, there's 13 documents here, and oftentimes attorneys will prepare only three or four, the powers of attorney, the pour over will, and the trust document for that exorbitant price. But we have 13 documents in our trust. 15, and, uh, Larry. How many? 15. 15. Yeah, you forgot to. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I have a, I had a, I had a, I had a person who asked me this: Will the living trust make everything tax free? 
<laughs> okay, who can answer wish. that? Don't be <laughs> that's where you come in, Enrico, when you do the financial planning. That's right. There, that's that. where that's I come right. in. Okay, that's you talk right. to me. You talk to me, right? Yes, so, um, well, I think, guys, uh, we've tackled a lot of things uh, with regard to the living trust. But definitely, um, mga kapatid, kung gusto niyo po ng more information about this one, definitely you can reach out to Raul Texon. Um, he's the uh, trust director for i4 Global. And, of course, you can visit the website of, uh, of HeritageLivingTrust.com. You can get uh, more information there. Um, Raul, um, is there a number that they can get in touch with you that you would want yes. to share them? Actually, I'm gonna, can I post that on the chat? Um, you can actually post it in the chat. You can mention here as well. Oh, yeah, sure. You can call me at 818-427-3348. Perfect. And then uh, I can. I'm adding my email here is r k n r a u l zero four one six at gmail dot com. Thank you so much for that, um, Raul. Yeah. Appreciate that, Harry, so uh, Larry, and um, any um, any how they can get in touch with you. Best way to get in touch with us is to go to the website. There's not. A, I don't. You didn't mention the ten minute uh, presentation. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. A telephone presentation you can find the number right on the website you also can respond off of the website and give us your information if you'd like us to call you we'd be happy to do that but we always will refer you back to the professional who sent you our direction and we would appreciate it if you leave a message on our website that you tell us who that person may be so that we can refer you uh, you know let that person know and they can follow up with you. Perfect. Thank you so much for that, um, Larry. Um, Leslie, would you like to add on that? As far as contact information? Yep. Um, we ha uh, Our toll-free number is really easy to remember. It's 888, and then it's Heritage Trust abbreviated. So it's H-E-R for Heritage, and then T-R-S-T for Trust. Perfect. 888-H-E-R-T-R-S-T. Oh, I love that. That's easy to remember. Anyway, guys, mga kapatid, you know, maraming salamat po sa pakikinig dito sa In My Toolbox. Again, we're actually live. Uh, we're actually not live. Uh, <laughs> we're alive. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. po In My Toolbox. Again, my name is Enrico Pobre. Let me leave you this, guys. The most loving thing that you can do for your family is to create a living trust for their protection. You know, the most dangerous thing that you can do is to procrastinate. There's no time like the present. Take that important step. Talk to your trust representative and arrange to have your living trust done today. So, ang ibig ko lang pong sabihin dito, uh, napaka-importante po as part of your financial planning or estate planning is to have this living trust. Sana po nakatulong ang information na naibigay namin sa inyo today about the living trust and estate planning. So again, guys, I would like to thank our guests, Raul Texon and uh, Larry Baldwin and Leslie Hale for giving us uh, great insights with regard to the Living Trust. Again, my name is Enrico Pobre. I'm going to see you guys again next time, next week, Thursday at 8 p.m. here at PHLV Radio Nang Bayan. Thank you, guys. Good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.